Oh man, I don't even know how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> hey everybody. So, um, as you can tell, no intros today. No, none of that. I um, I don't know how long this is gonna be. Who knows? This could be like a genuine forty-minute show. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um. So, at the time of this recording, it is, uh, it's midnight for me, and it's April 27th, 2022, as I'm recording this right now. On April, what would it be, 20, 25th, yeah, Monday, on April 25th, I uh, I was with some special people in my life. They um, it's the family that sold me my Volkswagen Transporter, my my big my big old red bus. And essentially, you know, they're like a family to me, of co- of course. And I was with them. We were gonna uh, we we had a few things planned for the day and. Anyway, I got an interesting call. Or at least they did, and I was near them. They got a call that the father, the man who sold me the bus, that was originally his, he, um, his mom had a stroke. She was in a retirement home. He didn't want to put her there. He didn't. Sorry for the, oh, my bad. I really popped that pee. He didn't want to put her there. That's not something that he wanted, but she was a hoarder. She had like hoarding, you know, like a hoarding disorder. And I've been in her house several times and it's, it was abysmal. No one deserves to live like that, you know. Anyway, uh, a week or two weeks ago, he... Someone called him saying if it was okay if they moved her. And he said, absolutely, as long as she's out of that house until they clean it. And, you know, anyway, called saying that she had this massive stroke, horrible stroke. So we drove all the way where we were from to uh, South Ogden. And... uh, (laughs) You know, we went to this retirement home and I, and I, I'm not even going to say the name cause I don't want to, I don't know, maybe fear of some sort of litigation. I don't know, but it was horrible. That place was absolutely horrible. And I, uh, sorry if my voice sounds different. I, I actually kind of like, <laughs> I was, I was screaming a lot today and I'll tell you why soon but it was horrible that place was horrid it when i walked in there it felt like in a uh, an asylum you know there was a group of people i mean a group of old people just like sitting there watching seriously like watching static on a tv and it it, it was weird man it 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 was weird Anyway, I, um, we, we went to her room. It was room number, uh, 217. And the gentleman who sold me his car, uh, just cried. That stroke, she was essentially just a body. You know, like there wasn't any consciousness there, not entirely. She just breathed. That's all she did. Her body just went back to its basic functionality that it can do even unconscious, which is just breathe and pump blood. 
and that's what she was she was just this she was she was just a human and i don't know how else i can say that but listen to what i just said she was just a human being she didn't have her name which it, it which i'm going to share it in a, in a little bit but anyway on april 26th she passed away <clears throat> so i guess at the time of this recording 13 hours ago she died around 11 in the morning so and it's midnight right now so 13 hours ago at the time of this recording she has passed on to the next life if there is one and it was so it's so weird <laughs> i've met her a few times i met her a few times her granddaughter and i are our friends and um you know she always thought you know don't marry my granddaughter <laughs> that's what that's what she told me the first time i met her she goes and if you are gonna marry her then wait till after a year she was from massachusetts so she had that accent that real genuine northeastern accent and I told her, I said, what? No. <laughs> no. What's wrong with you? But no. Um, yeah. So I, um, I think with that kind of introduction, I think I want to share a few stories about her, if that's okay with everybody. You don't have to listen. You really don't. You can just go to the next episode and enjoy your time if there is one or if this is a brand new episode for you listening then i guess you can wait till next week but um yeah i think i just feel the need to just share a few stories about her and get a few things off my chest about her so i can make my own peace you know to some degree so so i guess um i guess if you want you know, you can light a candle or two and just join me. Usually we light candles because, you know, great stories and whatnot. And we are. I'm not going to treat her any different. Not in a bad way. I just mean, you know, you, you're going to be a good topic, you know. But in this case as well, we're going to light a, if you don't mind, uh, if you could light a candle or as you're lighting your candle, you can also, I guess, light it for her, you know. So, um, here's to you, Joanne. <clears throat> so, oh, so before, um, Yeah, I'm I'm lighting whiskey and tobacco. This time I on purpose. She enjoyed her tobacco, and I'm sure she enjoyed whiskey once upon a time. I um man, it's weird. <laughs> it's not so much her death, but it's the things that happened uh, leading up to it, and a little bit after her stroke that makes me feel the way i do now but before i get into that as everyone else is prepping whoa i had a stroke there before oh that's poor taste i'm so sorry i'm so wow Ugh. well i'm just yeah okay let's move on from that one swift fast and in a hurry that right there was the sound of a glass cup a glass hitting a uh, hitting my hitting my desk in front of me i have a drink i caved everybody i caved i purchased a uh, nitro pepsi <laughs> i followed the instructions to uh to a t 
I have chilled the can, pretty chilled in my hand. And I'm going to pour it hard and mire, and I'm going to enjoy. So, uh, I guess I'm going to do the ceremonious cracking of the can. Whoa! Dad. <laughs> What's happening, Father? That was weird. That sounded like an alien was about to burst out of that. Okay, I'm pouring hard. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I know some people are angry that I'm drinking Pepsi, but you know what, dude? I'm like, I don't care. And any of you of my non-Americans go, he said, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> totally say that, dude. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I actually do say it from time to time. I think I say it when I'm happy, though, as weird as it sounds. Dude! You know. Wow. That looks... Actually, wow. I poured it hard, y'all. And it looks pretty scrumptious. I don't know if anyone can hear that, but... Anyway, I'm going to have a, a quick sip of this. I don't get it. Is it supposed to be like really carbonated? Because <laughs> if so, it's it's not. It's not really nitrogen infused cola. <clears throat> oh, sorry, that was a weird burp thing. Nitrogen infused cola, smaller bubbles, smoother taste. Um. <clears throat> wow. Okay, it's coming up out of me uncontrollably sorry for those disgusting sounds that's very unattractive but um i don't i don't see any carbonation i don't taste any carbonation well i just killed it how long did that last like 20 seconds can't even keep a glass in my cup whoa what is wrong with me? This is how scatterbrained I am right now. Can't keep a soda in my glass. Jeez. Can't keep glass in my cup. What's happening? What's happening? Now I only have like two people listening to this podcast. <laughs> anyway. Let's get on with the show. Or rather, I guess, you know, a special... Uh, a special episode. I, um, so, you know, she passes away yesterday, or I guess 13 hours ago. And for the next 12 hours after that, uh, you know, I was with, with her son, with the man who sold me the Volkswagen. And we just, I went out and I bought steaks for him. I thought, you know, I'm going to cook him a meal. He locked himself in his room for a good few hours. And obviously it was well warranted. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't blame him. I really don't. She looked, Joanne looked horrible. She, that stroke really, I mean, guys, it got her, you know, that one, that was a harsh one. Ah, just like, I could still remember her face staring at her. She had these beautiful blue eyes, beautiful. And for the first time in my life, I guess, or for the first time seeing her, they were so ugly. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. I just mean like they were so ugly. They were sunken in. Almost like, almost, she almost seemed somewhat cross-eyed, you know, because of the stroke. You know, I'm sure she lost function in her eye. And one of them. So kind of like drifted off to the side a bit, I think. 
if I remember correctly. At least from my angle, that's what it looked like. And, you know, she, um, man, I don't know. She just, it, that wasn't her, you know, she was just, uh, a shell. She was just a human being with no consciousness, with nothing in her, you know, like a, Seriously, like a zombie, like like the like the meat and the flesh. That's all there, but behind those eyes, there's nothing. There's nothing. And that was her. So I guess I I guess somewhere in my mind, maybe in some sort of poetic fashion, I tell myself she she died when she had the stroke, because that after that no way unless there's the dark reality and that dark reality is she was completely conscious behind those eyes and she was a prisoner in her own mind so she saw us just standing there trying to talk to her and i'm sure she tried to speak to no avail to nothing to to to, to no words coming out Ugh. So I, I, I said, hey, it's me, Tuesday. Uh, I, you know, I looked at her and said, hey, Joanne, it's me, Tuesday. I just, I just wanted to tell you uh, thanks. And, and I don't know why. That, 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 that's just what came out. I just said, I just want to tell you thank you for everything. And... Um, and uh, I hope you take care. You know, I wanted to say more, but her son was standing there and I didn't want to, you know, say anything negative. Like, so when you go into the next life, don't forget it. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want him to think about death, you know, as she was dying in front of him. And there was nothing that could have stopped it. So today, her, you know, I'm I'm there cooking steaks at her son's house at I don't know. Let's call him Frankie. I don't know, Frankie. I was over there at Frankie's house, you know, and I wanted to cook him a meal. I'm a pretty mean cook, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm a pretty good cook, but. No, I, you know, I wanted to cook him a meal. So I bought some steaks, Brussels sprouts, but uh, red potatoes, things like that. And, you know, and I wanted to cook him a meal. And I, when I came back from the supermarket, I saw him outside. And I got out of my car and I had my bags. And I said, Frankie, hey, uh, I'm sure you don't have an appetite at all. But I just want you to know that I would like to cook you a meal and... It's there for you. You can eat it today, tomorrow, the next day. I don't care. Just, you have to eat sometime, though. And he said, yeah, you're right. I don't have an appetite, but if it's in front of me, I'm probably going to eat it. And I said, great, okay, sweet. We're jamming, you know? <laughs> We're jamming in the name of the Lord. <laughs> We're jamming, jamming, jamming right straight from ya. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on, man. I'm like so out of it. The only thing I can go off of is just my emotions. So, I uh Yeah. I went inside, I started cooking and you know, I don't know. His son mowed the lawn. He didn't have the urge to do any chores, so he asked his son, and his son obviously said, yeah, of course. He's a good kid. He really is. 
So he, uh, you know, he hopped on the riding lawnmower, mowed the lawn, did his thing. As uh, as he's outside, we're in. Me and Frankie are talking, and I I told him I said um. I said, "Hey, uh, I, I'm I'm sorry." And he said, "It's fine." And we started talking, and you know, he's bummed, of course. You know, he lost his mom. Why? Like, why wouldn't you be sad? Of course, you're gonna be sad. Of course, it's gonna hurt. And we just, you know, we talked about life. You know. We talked about his his mom. And he went and sat down uh, on the couch. And you can see this couch from the kitchen. And so I was staring at him while I was like marinating the steak. And then his son comes in and goes, okay, I'm done. And then we all, you know, he sat down and everyone's sitting around talking. And we start talking to Frankie and, you know, we're just communicating like humans you know it, you know we existed in this space of of conversation that was beautiful and it distracted him you can tell it did and he somewhere in the conversation he looks at his son and i and goes can we can we go to the movies can we go to the movie theater? And we all, you know, I looked at him and I said, uh, sure, of course we can. What, um, what do you have in mind? And he says, oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> we can do anything. And he says, honestly, we don't have to go to the movies. I just, can we just do something? And I say, Sure. And he looks at me and he goes, I just, I can't, I don't want to be alone. And I think he hit the stage of being antsy. You know, he has to do something. He has to move. He has to do something. Because if you stop moving, then your thoughts start taking control. You know. And it becomes volatile. It does. It, 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 it eats you from inside. And you could tell that he was going through that. You could tell that he hated the idea of remembering consistently, my mom's dead, my mom's dead, my mom's dead, you know? And it, and I remember I spoke to my mom and she, and she said, I remember I hit that stage. My mom said that she couldn't do anything, you know, or like that she couldn't not do anything. She had to keep doing something because she'll start thinking that her that her father had passed away, and it killed her on the inside. As it should, you know, that's apparent. But he went through something harsh, guys. He he saw his mom in an atrocious state. She was just oh man. It was bad. It was bad. Like, there's no other words to say it. It was just bad. And to see him cry like that, ah. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get that image out of my head. Uh, like I, I don't know. I, I, I think I find myself at times right now barely barely being able to speak. But you know, you have to. Anyway, I keep bouncing back and forth, but you know, he says he just doesn't want to be alone and I look at him, I say, You wanna go bowling? <laughs> and he says, Yeah. And I called up a friend of mine, he said, Yeah, dude, I'll join and his son joined us, and the four of us just, I mean, we bowled. And he looked fun. Like, he looked like he was having a good time. It was just enough of a distraction to, to enjoy himself. But you can tell from time to time, you know, he was bouncing forth between reality, like I said. 
between reality and distraction. He was going back and forth through the motions of it. And I felt bad, but there's not much you can do. Just let it, you know. You put the coin in the jukebox, you have to let the song play out, you know. And there's not a thing that you can do to stop it. She, uh, Joanne was a, she was from Massachusetts. She lived in New York and stuff as well, so she stuck to the Northeast for many years. And sure enough, he, um, or she, excuse me, she ended up moving to Utah. And... This is ultimately where she would end up passing on. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's just weird. I'm not crying or anything. It's just my mind keeps drifting. I'll share with you. <laughs> Joanne was a firecracker. And she was... She made your day exciting. <laughs> Let's just say that. She she made your day exciting. I'll give you an example. I get a phone call from her one day. Or rather, from Frankie, as I'm calling him. From Frankie. And he tells me, hey, can you take my mom to, uh, to the people's court? She wants to file a restraining order against my brother. I said, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so... I uh, I took her, and I took her to the restraining order, or to the people's court. I walked her in. I said, hey, listen, Joanne, I'm going to go uh, walk outside for a little bit. I, I got to go across the street to get something while I'm in the area. I was in Provo. This, this all happened in Provo. And I, I said, hey, I'm going to go across the street to Jay's Jungle. Listen, oh, wait, let me say this right now. Anyone in Utah, anyone in Utah listening, if you're in the Provo area, stop by Jay's Jungle, please. He, he's a great guy. Very reserved, <laughs> very to himself, very blunt, but he has a great heart. He means the best. Please check out Jay's Jungle. Uh, a great area. Just great. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Anyway... I went over to Jay's Jungle because I have a frog um, who eats grasshoppers and stuff. Or like crickets and stuff, excuse me. He eats crickets and stuff. So I have a frog. I named him Banana. I had him for about maybe almost two years now, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, so I have a frog. He's a Pac-Man frog. So I go over there to get crickets. So I told Joanne, I said, hey, look, you start talking to whoever it is you have to talk to. I'm going to go. And get some crickets. So we'll be right back. Went across the street. Got some crickets. Came back over. And lo and behold. As soon as I opened the door to the people's court building. I am walking around this corner. But I can already hear voices. And I hear Joanne telling the cop. I'm going to get you fired. <laughs> and I'm and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. What has happened? And I cut the corner and there's three policemen standing around her. They're standing over cuz she's sitting down on a bench. <clears throat> I have I have no no voice. And uh you know, she's standing around or they she's sitting on a bench and they're standing around her. And she and she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the cops on you, uh, and you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get in trouble." And she's saying all this to a cop, so that you know, not sure how that logic worked out, you know. But she's saying all this, and the cop goes, "Okay, ma'am." He was really patient with her, and you know, she calls him a piece of s. 
<laughs> a piece of HUD, if you will. Um, just, I mean, profanities. And then she walks out and I look at the cops and I go, I'm sorry. And then I start walking with her and I go, Joanne, what the heck was that? And, and I'm fast walking out of there. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm not, I'm not, I, I barely know her, you know, I'm leaving. And she goes, that cop over there, he, he treated me so rudely. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and she's like, so I go through the metal detector and I have a titanium rod in my hip. I was attacked. I was mugged years ago. And this is my impression of her. It's horrible, but it's the best I could do. And she, you know, I have a titanium rod in, in, in my hip. And I'm going, okay. And she goes, so the machine beeped. And they thought I was sneaking in some illegal things. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like, like a weapon? And she goes, I don't know. But, you know, they started to hound me. And I'm like, Joanne, it's their job. It, they're, it, yeah, they're going to question you, you know. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, why did you have to cuss at them? And, you know, she's like, because because they're all bleeping pieces of bleep. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. So we got in the car. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm driving Frankie's car. I'm driving his uh, his spare car. And I'm sitting in his car and I'm going, oh my goodness. And we start driving back. And I'm like, did you did you at least get the restraining order? She goes, I have the packet right here. And she pulls out this manila folder. And, you know, it's just this huge packet of her having to fill it out. And she goes, I got it right here. And then she's like, she's like that son of mine he's never gonna be around me for a while good riddance and i'm going oh my joanne don't say that <laughs> and she's like you know she's like patting she's like patting the folder like as if like she like got the goods <laughs> you know she's like oh yeah and so you know anyway um she pulls out a uh, packet uh she pulls out a packet of uh is that what is uh, uh, like a packet it's not a carton is it no i think it's a packet of cigarettes i don't know but yeah um she pulls out blue pyramid cigarettes and she uh <clears throat> sorry whoa the bubbles man i'm burping and she pulls out, uh, that's unprofessional. It's just, you know, but this whole episode isn't supposed to be professional. This whole episode is supposed to just be real talk. Anyway, she pulls out her cigarettes and she goes, do you think, uh, do you think Frankie would mind if I smoke in here? And I'm going, uh, I don't know, Joanne. I, th I think he would. Uh, I probably wouldn't do it. And she goes, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. And, you know, I start, you know, I, I, you know, I'm going down the, the highway and, you know, you kind of ever had those moments when you're driving and you kind of fade, you know, you kind of like enter like a tunnel vision and you don't really see too much from the peripherals of your eyes. You know, that's what happened to me. I was just focused on the road and I was thinking about what happened and I'm like, good grief. This is crazy. This is crazy. And then I just smell nicotine and I'm going, what does that smell? And I look over and she's smoking a cigarette and I go, Joanne, what are you doing? She's like, hmm, oh, I'm, I'm smoking. I have to smoke. I I have to calm the nerves. And I'm going, Joanne, I, I don't think, I don't think Frankie is going to be okay with you smoking in here. And she goes, oh, oh, it's, it's okay. And so I, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going, oh no. I'm like, he's going to kill me because now it's reeks of, you know, cigarettes. And so I, uh, <laughs> I, I drive her to her house. I drop her off. She goes, oh, thank you. She goes here as, as, as a payment. 
and she hands me a can of Coke. That's right. A plain Jane 12 fluid ounce can of Coca-Cola. Georgia's very own pride and joy. And guess what? I took it and I drank it and I enjoyed it. I love Coke. The drink, of course, the drink. And I drank it. Was I proud of it? Maybe. Do I regret it? No. Would I drink it again? Absolutely. Do I wish I got paid with anything else? Absolutely. Was Coke a bad choice? Absolutely not. And so, <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. Um, but yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> and essentially that that's Joanne. Going to the beat of her own drum. And not caring. And that's one of my favorite stories with her. Was how... I just see three cops standing. I'm out and I'm talking. These gentlemen, they drank their milk when they were young. These these gentlemen were six four, six five. They were huge. And they were standing like towering over her. Towering. I sounded like a five-year-old. Towering over her. And they were just huge. And she's cussing at him. You're a piece of this, you know. Your your mom has nine toes. <laughs> you know, like lost it. You know? And that's why your daddy got weak shin bones. And just like, and then she storms out. What what do you <laughs> like she, she that woman was that woman in her own sense was thugged out man and he and here i am the guy from you know from 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 pooresville miami thinking you know hey man i got this you know what i'm saying i'll fight you know what i'm saying 305 he, here i am thinking you know i'm i'm chill and here she is thugged out telling these cops you know that's that's why your auntie eats soup with the fork. Like, dude. And she just bounces. She just bounces out of there. Lights a cigarette in a car that she knows that she can't be smoking in. <laughs> that that was Joanne. <laughs> she didn't care, dude. She didn't care. And now that's gone. And I hated seeing her like that. <laughs> I know it's like, wow, this guy really just changed the mood. But no. Seriously. You know, you have this woman who don't give a jack about anything. And then I see her like a vegetable. And then there's the crying. Everyone's crying. And it makes it that much real. And you can't ignore it. Why would you? That was weird. And that was the end of an era, you know? Now Frankie has no parents. His dad died 14 years ago. And now he has no mom. He has no parents. That's it.
look, she um she wasn't the best family member. She would she wouldn't show up to the baseball games for her grandkids or the softball games or the soccer games or anything like that. She wouldn't show up. And she always loved her little dog more than anyone in that family. She told me countless times and occasions when I go Cookie, that's her dog's name, Cookie. When I go, Cookie gets everything. That's right, I'm leaving everything to her. This this little dog. And she says, that's right, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving everything to her. And she would say that shamelessly in front of her family, you know. And even though she was all those things, even though she was, a, you know, she was, she could be cruel and mean. She did not deserve that. She didn't deserve that ending. I don't think many people do. I'm not going to say no one. I could think of a few people, but she wasn't one of them. If it was her time to go, I wish she just went. Like, I wish it just took her. Not having her sit in her body in that husk of a shell for 24 hours. It killed her. Flat out. Or it should have killed her. Excuse me. It should have killed her flat out, but it didn't. It, it made her go through a tough trial. It was cruel to her as she was to others at times. After we left the retirement home, this is, she's still alive at this point, but, you know, after we left the retirement home, we, uh, me, Frankie, his daughter, and his son um, went to Chick-fil-A. There was a Chick-fil-A about uh, eight minutes away. And we, <laughs> there's a, I don't know if anyone else's Chick-fil-A has this. Maybe it's just a, like a, like a franchise wide thing. I don't know, but there's this kitty playground thing, you know, where the kids play and there's a slide and they go up and down these plastic tubes and. You know, they're going crazy, like, you know, like little monkeys, you know, like crazy little monkeys. And 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 they have fun and they, you know, screaming and hollering. And there was uh we we sat near that. And, and, you know, Frankie got, Frankie's eyes are red and he's crying and... I remember I looked to my left at one of the families there. They uh, they had a daughter. She was a little girl. She was playing in the in the playground thing, and she came out of this little playground room that she was in, and uh, she goes, "Okay, mom, ten more minutes," in her cute little kid voice. Ten more minutes. She had like a little lisp and then she runs inside the playground area, goes up the slide and you could hear her tell her friends, I got 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes go by and I look back over at them and they're grabbing their shoes. The mom walks over to her. Do you have fun? She goes, yeah. She puts her shoes on and she looks at one of the kids' shoes. She goes, I like your shoes. And the kid goes, thank you. You know, they're dinosaurs or whatever the heck. I don't know. And then the family leaves. They get in their car and they take off. I was just, and, and, and it made me feel so weird. Because I thought to myself, at some point in time, all those years ago, 
Joanne was that. She was like that little girl. She was a small child. No cares in the world. No small, you know, no... Not having to worry about the small things in life or the huge things in life or... Your stresses are, oh my goodness, I need a new toy. Oh my goodness, I need a new video game. Or, oh, oh, I want, you know, I want those new shoes. Or, I I want five more minutes with my friends in the park. Or, you know, like that was your world. And she was like that at some point in time. That was her. And then what? You add 70 years later or 80 years. I don't I didn't I I don't know her age, but she was up there. But you add, you know, 70 years later and she's a vegetable on a bed. That scares me. But if that is not If that illustration isn't our life cycle as human beings, I don't know what is. One minute we're crying because our our dad or our mom said no. And we're angry because they said no to getting a dog. And in the next minute, we're 32 receding hairline <laughs> I I don't know why I said that I, I don't know but you know we're 32 worried about taxes and bills and car payments and insurance and this and that and depending on the country you live like mine <clears throat> uh, health care and you know and you're just and you're drowning in it and then and then you have to find a suitable mate <laughs> You know, if you're still single, you have to find a suitable mate. And then you start experimenting with other things because you want to feel happiness again. You want to feel like that kid again. You want to feel joy. And then in another blink of an eye, your kids are 20 and they're leaving for college or, you know, it scares you. And you don't know where the time's gone. And you realize you haven't spoken to your mom in 15 years. Or you haven't spoken to your brother in 10 years. Or you haven't, you know. And you know one of the most horrifying things about all this is is somewhere down the road, depending on who you are, and it's more people than not, but depending on who you are, you're going you're gonna to sit there shocked and go, where did the time go? And I can tell you where the time went. It disappeared because you distracted yourself. Because you felt the need to do these things. It kills. It it literally destroys me. It destroys me whenever I go home to Florida for a little bit and I look at my mom and there's a little more gray hair on her head. Or whenever I look at my dad, there's an extra wrinkle on his face. And I'm so stupid that I that I ask myself, well, what what the heck happened? You were doing just and then I realized the last time I saw you was two years ago. In the flesh. Last time I saw you in the flesh was two years ago. What what? What? No way. And it's duh. It's called time. And nothing beats time. Not even God. (laughs) And I know it's like, well, that's blasphemy. Is it though? Is it? 
there will always be a past, present, and future, even for a god. Do me a favor. And don't even, don't even, you know, call your mom. Call your dad. And if you don't have a good relationship, I'm not going to tell you, forget about that. Just look, do what you want to do. But call someone, call anybody, call somebody that you care about and i'm not talking about your best friend that you just got done talking to three minutes ago no no or you know not 50 minutes and 55 seconds ago but you know just call somebody call someone and tell them i love you because on the drive home i was out you know i was in my car and then on the drive home i I called my dad and he answers the phone and he goes, Hey dude, literally that's, that's, that, that's what my dad says. And that's why I say, Hey dude, but that's, that's my dad. He goes, Hey man, Hey dude. And my dad answers the phone and I say, I, I, um, I'm calling you to tell you, I love you. And guess the first thing out of his mouth is, (laughs) you know it's not like I love you too no first thing out of his mouth is (laughs) woohoo he was all happy woohoo at least someone loves me nice and he goes dude I love you too and he was joking with that comment but you know and I and and I told him, I said, dude, I just came back from a horrific view. And we talked about that, you know. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, Frankie says that he had his chance to call his mom and he never took it. And now she's gone. Basically, you know, this is before she officially passed, but she was basically gone. And... I told my dad, I said, consider this me taking my chance to call. And I took it, everybody. I took it. And I called my mom after him. And I and I and I took that chance. So call anyone. Just somebody that you love. Now, don't don't be calling no ex-boyfriends or anything. Don't do that. And don't and don't blame me for that. If that, you know, trouble happens in your life again, that's all on you. But just call someone that you haven't called in a while. Your grandma, your mom, your aunt, somebody, and just say, look, I, uh, I love you. And leave it at that. Walk away. And don't give them a reason. If they go, wow, that's so nice of you. What's the occasion? Just say, I just wanted to tell you I love you. Because there shouldn't be a reason why you tell somebody that you love them. Now, for my Europeans listening, where I know that it's not so common to say it, forgive me. (laughs) But uh, just say it. Just say it. You know, to my English men and women, just say it. Call them, you know, hey, governor, (laughs) I'm not not good with that accent, especially not with my throat being destroyed, you know, but, you know, just, just like, just like sound like, you know, a stupid moron. Hello, governor. No, 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 don't. No, okay. I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. But, you know, (laughs) but, you know, seriously, just to my English people, just call someone. What's the harm? Let them know you love them. You know? Walk outside. Take that. Look at that beautiful uh, English country. Take a breath. Except for London. But look at. (laughs) 
we don't talk about London. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you know, just just take a beautiful f- breath of fresh air. Inhale. And just, you know, mm, another beautiful day in God's country. And then call someone. And that goes for all of you. Take a deep breath and enjoy another beautiful day in God's country. And call that person that you love. And tell them that I, that I do love you. And I always will. And now I and now I feel relief. My last um my last story with Joanne. And I guess this is like a good finisher to this arc. And it was my last conversation that happened uh back in Hmm. November or no early December I think was the last time I spoke to her but I called her so so what was that four or five months ago about five months ago I called her and I said hey uh, oh I'm sorry I, I, I actually I was over at her house and one of her sons one of Frankie's brothers who's a moron that guy's a stupid moron, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm so sorry for my hatred. That guy literally is a jerk, and I don't care if he hears this because, you know, hey, <laughs> is what it is, you know? But no, that guy, dude, that guy's a horrible guy. Like, I know it's like, Tuesday, no. Listen, listen. That guy, this is no joke. Let me give you an idea of what kind of guy he is. This man is the kind of guy, and and this is real. This is real. This guy would take his mom's prescription drugs for her pain and use them for himself, even though she was the one going through intense pain because she's an old woman. He would sneak her prescription drugs and, you know, partake of them. And he would let his mother sit through pain because he would steal them from her. That's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of guy. A piece of crap. So, sorry for my disdain. It's just that man angers me so. But he, the stupid moron, as I'm going to refer to him, he, um... He was finessing the system here in the United States. If there's any EMTs or paramedics listening in on the podcast, I'm sure you're going to go, oh, yeah, I've dealt with them before. But he faked a slipped disc in his back, said he's going through so much pain, he can't stand. and So the EMTs gave him painkillers. The This guy literally goes, can you give me more? And this poor young kid goes, uh, sir, I gave you the legal amount, like the limit. If I give you any more, it'll overdose you. And he goes, oh, there's no way. Please give me more. So as he was doing that, and I was mad because that's a waste of taxpayer dollars. I looked at Joanne and I walked over to her. And this is my last conversation I ever had with her. Because I left after this. But I walked over to her and I said, Joanne, um, what are you doing? And remember how I said that she's a, you know, that she's a hoarder? She's a hoarder. Her entire house is papers and items and things. And I walked over to her and I said, Joanne, what are you doing? And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, Joanne, this man is killing you. Because, and I say this because she tried to quit smoking a lot. And according to her grandchildren, she actually stopped a few times. But one of her sons kept smoking and kept bringing her back into the habit, 
you know. But yeah, no, he was killing her. On top of that, he was taking her medications and, you know, causing her grief and whatnot. But I, but I, uh, I told her, I said, uh, first of all, <laughs> first of all, uh, this guy's killing you here. I'm like, this house in general is killing you. And no one should live like this. And I used to live in a van, guys. <laughs> Let that sink in. And I tell her, I say, you know, no one should live like this. And she goes, I don't know what to do. I feel trapped in here. And I go, I, I know you do. But listen to me. You don't deserve this. You deserve much better than this, Joanne. And she didn't say anything. And then I, I said, okay, well, I guess I'm leaving. And she said, okay, bye. And I hugged her and I, and, and I left. A part of, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Pop that pee. A part of me can, can find solace in that conversation. Because I made it clear to her that she was cared for. That she was special. That she was special enough to not live this way. And most importantly of all, I'm okay with my last conversation with her because I was honest with her to the very end. I didn't I didn't kiss her butt. I didn't I wasn't sugarcoating anything. I told her how it was. You deserve better. Go out and get it. Because this crap is horrible for you. This place is killing you. And I'm okay with that. To me, that's... that's if, if that was how my conversation had to... how Or if that's how our story had to end between her and I, I'm okay with that. And I know it's like, but that's kind of selfish because uh, then I'm a selfish person. Because that's the only way that that's going to help me rest my, rest my head on that pillow at night is knowing in my own selfish way that I did her right. And that's, that's the truth of it. It's selfish, sure. It, if it is, I don't know. But I don't care if it is. She deserved better. She really did. And she didn't deserve that. You know. I have a few more stories and I might share them in the future, but you know, I, I, like I said, I like to usually go about them and end them on a, on a proper note. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> listen, no, obviously there's no edits or anything like that, so, but please, just, just remember that, you know, enjoy your life, please, and call people. The other serious note, I guess, and if you lasted this long, oh, hooray, you're going to find out the important news. If I haven't said it already, I don't remember if I did. But please, please, please remember this. Um, there's a chance I may not upload next week. I'm going to try to schedule something. I think I have some topics I have stored on my laptop. So I'm going to see if I can, you know, use that and schedule it. But if nothing comes out by next Friday, uh, the Friday, the um, Friday, the 7th, May 7th, then, then that's that, you know, if nothing happens, uh, because I'll be doing with, uh, I'll be dealing with with helping a funeral, you know, helping a funeral run and all that jazz. Um, so, yeah, 
And then, you know, if I don't upload, I'm so sorry. Uh, just know that I tried. I tried to schedule something or I tried to have a topic ready. I was supposed to have an episode today. Um, I, ha- I haven't recorded it yet at all. I was going to do it off the cuff and then just upload it immediately because I find that fun. It makes it feel like a, you know, more, more radio-esque than pre-recorded but i need honestly the truth is is i need to start pre-recording and all that because at the end of the day it's not radio it's a podcast and that's what it is it's a podcast and i have to get that through my mind um and but yeah i don't know just yeah as you can tell i'm a little scatterbrained because it's a whirlwind of emotion and, and and not so much me but Dealing with people going through emotional roller coasters can be draining on the people around them, you know. And so I'm trying to be there for for Frankie and his family and keeping them company and all that. So, anyway, <clears throat> okay, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you a song of the week, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I. Uh, Maybe it's because I sung it. Um, but we're going to do jamming. <laughs> Song of the Week is Jamming by Bob Marley and the Whalers. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy that one. <laughs> jamming by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, thank you for... Uh, I hope I, I hope understanding and listening and um, enjoying it. So I want to uh, I want to thank you very much for everything. Um, yeah. So thank you guys, um, and I hope you guys have a good one. I hope everyone has a great week, and hopefully next week I will upload an episode and everything will be great. So. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Uh, Coming to you west of the Rockies from the great southwest state of Utah. I've been your host Tuesday. And this episode was for Joanne. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a good one.